welcome back to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffitt, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And I'm super stoked to have our guest here today because he's not just some band director I found out there in band director land on Facebook to interview. No, this is Ansgar Dumchen. I have known Ansgar for a long time as a colleague, as a friend, as a fellow brass musician and the like. Um, he's an amazing teacher. I've been to his concerts and I know his students who talk about him so highly. And so I'm thrilled to have him here and to share a little bit about himself and his journey and something that, because let me tell you, He's in his 27th year of teaching, so he's figured some stuff out, and he's going to share something here that you might be able to take away and help you a little bit with your productivity or personal wellness so you can keep doing this work in a sustainable way. So, Ansgar, thank you for sharing your time and talent with us today. Would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Oh, absolutely. Leslie, thank you very much for having uh, me on your podcast here. I appreciate that, and I always like sharing um, ideas and other things. Uh, yes, my name is Ansgar Dünchen. I'm native German. I actually uh, was a performance musician in Europe prior, prior to becoming a band director. But in order to uh, make a living uh, that was sustainable, I also had to teach. And I was one of the lucky musicians who found uh, a lot of pleasure in teaching. So when I returned to the United States after going to WSU years before, um, I got my master's in band directing and um, became a band director. And so, where are you? What what kinds of places have you taught? What grade levels? What groups? Yeah. So in Germany, I taught uh, conservatory style because uh, the way uh, the United States uh, taught teaches band and choir does not exist in Germany. Uh, you did the school only goes to one o'clock, and so I had studios of fifty uh, students, and often paired with a youth band in the evening, and also being conductor of a community band, and you would get a salary from that. That was Germany, and then. Um, I came back and I actually uh, I went to Western, got, got my um, band directing degree, and then student taught with Jim Rice about half a year before you came at Jackson High School, because I was still uh, thinking I'd like to I'd like to uh, teach high school level at that point, mm, uh, but then realized that because I still like to perform, it's better to try middle school, and I found a lot of joy in teaching middle school too. So. I taught at Leota Junior High School for one year for Kate Lakeyak, and then uh, interviewed in Monroe and other places and took the job in Monroe, and um, I've been in Monroe since. All right. Um, since you're in your 27th year, like I was saying before, you've obviously figured some things out. Um, you told me, as we were talking before we recorded this, about how you kind of lived in your classroom at first. Um, and then along came children. So... Tell me, tell, tell our listeners the same thing you were telling me about what shifted for you. What did you have to start doing differently? Because we got a lot of band directors out there who were parents and who go, holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the first shift right away, as soon as my my uh, my kids went to elementary school or even kindergarten beforehand, um, my wife and I obviously um, had to split duties. And that means that means I couldn't stay at school the long hours that I did in my band room, thinking around the stuff, getting instruments fixed, getting programs out, whatever it was. All of a sudden I had to leave school right at the bell 
and pick up my daughters and, and, and bring in places and be a taxi driver, for example, or or help my wife out who have to be in meetings and then I have to go pick them up. And so all of a sudden I realized I cannot do this. Uh, I have to really organize my time well and I cannot just stay at my job the whole time. So I have to find ways and I have to be graceful to myself to go, well, you know, uh, my experience will lead me to where to where I can still manage uh, to do my job. And, uh, and so I just have to organize my time better. Did you have to prioritize things and give anything up or just? Uh, I had to I have to prioritize things. I'm not very good at giving things up. <laughs> OK, but I did have to I did have to prioritize things. I had to uh, I had to sometimes um uh, decide, okay, I cannot go out for a run just right now, or I cannot, I, the, the program has to wait, or I'm, I might just have to really quickly type up a lesson plan in the morning right before jazz band starts or something like that. I cannot stay after school. Um, uh, I have to, the, these instruments will have to wait uh, for repairs or um, uh, these students, this grading will have to wait until the weekend and then I'll have give myself an hour or two time. So just organize the time that way. So all of a sudden, the family about family school balance became really, really important. Yeah, because your own kids, you only have such a short time, it feels like. And then whew, before you know it, they're grown because your kids are in high school. Can believe I it. know. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh, that's, that's crazy. So um, you I, we, we're going to talk about, you know, we talk about stress and how how um, thing, different things can impact our health. And I know you've had to be careful to protect your health. And um, I'm wondering if you might share a little bit of your journey and why, you know, you talked about here, just you alluded to running and doing some of those things. And why why have you decided that 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 needs to be a priority for you, Oscar? So um, I've started having health issues uh, back in 1999 already. Uh, I had a, a very, very tough uh, operation, diverticulitis operation and stuff. Um, colon. So after, right after that, I started running because I realized, okay, I need to do something for my health. And the entire, uh, during the 90s, I didn't do anything sports-wise, nothing. And then, so I, I started running. The running was one of the things that I could do quickly. I could get out, out there and do it. Nevertheless, uh, in 2014, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And um, uh, C word was an ugly thing, and it was a it was a, a very very difficult time. Um, obviously, the day when I found out I had survived it, I was cancer free. It was a, was a was a huge one, but it also immediately gave me the, the perspective that I need to stop taking my job that seriously. Of course, it's important. I, I need to realize that it is a job. I need to realize that I need to be there for my family. I need to survive for my family. That is something I still need to remind myself often. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I need to I need to be there, and so I need to do what I can. So, um, one of the things, the models that I that I gave myself was: do what you can on every given day. If you cannot do everything, it is going to be okay. You will figure out things, and and and. That relaxed me. And the funny thing is when we relax as teachers, our students pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And the students relax. Mm -hmm. so that was very helpful. You yeah, you, you mentioned um, something <clears throat> that is that you've incorporated um, the longer you've taught and, and through, you know, some of this, like you said, not taking things too seriously, bringing in the F word, a lot of fun. 
right. to your classes. And you're right, because, you know, when we have fun and we laugh, that's an emotion that puts good hormones throughout our bodies. When your students are experiencing those feel good moments in your presence and while they're playing music, it's reinforcing everything. They remember better and it's so much better. And so being able to incorporate fun is such an important learning tool. And I, man, that's, that's, that should be like an important piece. People say, we're not here to entertain, but no, but if we can, you know, that's a way to engage. And we as teachers have to be comfortable enough to know where to draw the lines, but also to know how to lead our kids through that. And I can imagine being in your class must be a hoot because hanging out with you, you know, after those uh, meetings and stuff is just always fun. So I imagine your classroom atmosphere is a healthy amount of laughter and joy in there. Oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes to the point where you get the kids going because you have so much energy <laughs> and then you have to pipe them down. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. You know, I, I, I asked you, I said, what should we... Um, what is our goal with, with talking to the folks today? And you had some three things that you uh, had, had mentioned that you want our goal, our, our listeners to take away today. Um, if you want to allude to those, you want me to remind you what we were talking about, but I think that it's important so that the people listening just like literally know, here's what Anskar wants you to take away from this. Yeah. So the one point I think uh, I had already mentioned, uh, know that this is a job. Don't take yourself too seriously. Um, obviously, to try to do your job well, but know that you are going to do that. Um, the second thing was um, you, nothing they do or say, being admin or the kids, uh, in terms of critique or, or things, can you take personally? Okay, it's 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 a job, and and often it's about them. And the third thing that I was going to tell the other. The, the young teachers teachers coming in um, realize that you are entering the school uh, atmosphere at a very very difficult time we're just emerging from covid and we're emerging from a sort of a lord of the flies situation where the kids probably not all of them but some kids were left alone left to their devices uh, and they have learned that their world can be upturned in in a matter of one day so if they are questioning stuff, and uh, we often say, why are you questioning this? You're supposed to be doing that. Well, if you learn that your world can can be turned upside down in one day, you start questioning things differently. And so I'm trying try to think about that when kids act a certain way, and, and, and I try to give it a different approach. But, yeah, go ahead. Don't you think it 
it's harder for students to trust now because the kids that always were doing what they were supposed to when the pandemic hit, everything was torn up. And so to have them come back into the schools and trust that we're teaching them to do things that they're going to need and find valuable. They don't even know if they'll be back at school the next week, right? Because it Absolutely. happened before, it could happen again. And um, there's been, I believe, trauma, so yeah. much trauma for individuals collectively. Through teach, I think us, we teachers haven't even been able to process yet Absolutely. what has gone on. And here we are trying to uphold them. Yeah. And, and yeah, like you were starting to already uh, discuss discuss here about our our newer teachers that are newer to this profession who haven't even had a chance to figure out what normal was before it was all upended and um and as you and I were talking about before it was hard with us with decades of experience yeah. and and so yeah it all, all of a sudden it felt like the first year you need to know that that uh, um, I've talked to colleagues who've been teaching more than 30 years and thought they felt oh my goodness this feels like the first year all over again and it felt like that when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. It felt like that when we went to um, um, hybrid learning. Hybrid. It felt like that again when we went back after the pandemic, but with masks and all of the things that made it so hard and the social skills were so difficult. And then it felt again to me last year, like, you know, now we're back to normal. And so that felt almost like now it's first year of this again, but post pandemic, it's been like first year for year after year after year lately. Yes. So. Not trying to discourage our, our no. newer band no. teachers, but to just have a reality check because we're so in the thick of it. It's hard to even comprehend what we've had to accommodate for ourselves, yeah. accountability to our uh, you know administrators and communities, and then serving our students in weird ways, you know, online band and di driving to their houses to deliver photocopies that you hadn't touched and put in Ziploc bags of things. Right. I mean, it was like crazy. So give yourselves grace. And not only that, another thought that occurred to me for, for young teachers coming in, give yourself uh, quite a few years. Give yourself in your mind several years, up to five or more, uh, to, to know that then things will be better. They won't get better right away, but they will get better. You just work on, on it and you're doing a fantastic thing. Uh, we need you. Uh, and we need you to be out there and we need your energy to be out there. And that's exactly it, Oscar. That's the whole purpose of this podcast is to provide the wisdom and sharing whatever we can, because each of us has something where we've learned some lessons and we can pass it on because we know the value of music education and through through band, what we can teach our kids so much more than just how to play an a, a concert B-flat scale on the clarinet, but how to do that with other people in real time with an instrument you have to care for and people you care about and so, so much more. And our kids need community now more than ever. So yes, that's why we're here is to provide this. So I want to thank you, Ansgar, for joining us on this episode of Band Director Bootcamp. And, and to all you listeners, I want to thank you for making a difference in kids' life through the, lives through the magic of music education. Join us next time for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little bit easier here on Band Director Bootcamp.